Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, you got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. Glad to have you. Hey, we got people across the country listening in. I just want to say thank you for listening. Tell your friends and neighbors about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics because we're just a little bit different from any other show out there, any other podcast, and we have developed a, a great listening audience around the country and even around the world so yes hi there are friends uh, across the oceans and and uh, thank you for listening and telling your friends and neighbors and your relatives in the united states about rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net now listen we uh we have the second half of a show that started a couple of weeks ago Last week's show, we just had to jump into the politics again because uh, there's such an unhealthy weakness that's in the leadership in Washington, D.C. So we had our show last week talking more about what happened on January 6th. You can go back and listen to that show last week. But the week before that, we had our friends Daphne Barak and uh, Bill Gunasty and and they have a book out called Struggling for One America. Now, they're personal friends of Donald J. Trump and his wife, Melania, and they've spent a lot of time with them before he was president, during the presidency, and now after the presidency. So their book, Struggling for One America, uh, has about 24 different uh, stars in there that from the music and entertainment industries, and it's an amazing book that comes off of their, uh, they, they had a, a movie they made a documentary and so this book is uh putting more of that material out and we had them on a couple of weeks ago and so we got the second half of that show to play for you because they're just wonderful people who uh, love donald trump and and were delegates for him and they've chosen america to be their home country and what they have done is put together this book, bringing people from the conservative and liberal views about how do we get to one America, and it's got some beautiful photographs in the book, and so we're going to play that uh, second half of the interview in just a, uh, just a couple minutes here. But before we get there, I told you we'd keep you up with what's going on with the audit in Arizona. They're still waiting to get some servers from Maricopa County, they have subpoenas out, and it's been refused. Uh, so I don't know when we'll get numbers coming out, but I think one of the most important things is not let Arizona be la the last state that audits the election. When there's disagreements and there's allegations, it's time to be transparent. And for some reason, a lot of these uh, people who are in pl places of position do not want to be transparent. So uh, we'll continue to keep shining the light in the darkness 
and one of the things that came out there was a some great statistics put together by former former army intelligence captain seth keshel and there's a recording out there you don't hear on mainstream media number one they won't play it number two it's not the best recording in the world from a, a, a reporter from gateway pundit but we are gonna i'm gonna go ahead and play that it's about three minutes because it gives you some in-depth view of what's going on out there and what people are doing. But he, he came together with a great conclusion. And if you can read his work, find it on the web, uh, former Army Intelligence Captain Seth Keschel. But here he is speaking with uh, a Gateway Pundit reporter. What is it that makes this work so accurate? Polls are not accurate. So anybody that's, that understands anything about analytics realizes that polls suffer from something called social desirability bias, where people don't answer truthfully about which candidate they support, which party they support, which is how you wind up in these 43 to 39 kind of polls with 18% undecided. It doesn't tell you anything. And they're also made in some ways to suppress turnout, usually with conservatives. But polling is generally not an accurate thing, and it's been that way for quite some time. Trend analysis is something that goes back decades. As far back as these records are available, we're talking about party registration data. It's very telling in places like Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Florida. That's the most accurate predictor that there is. And I was able to use data like that, including understanding political dynamics, shifts, and trends, to predict the 2016 election perfectly, including Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And the data lined up in the same exact fashion this year with huge Republican expansion and gains in places like Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. Okay, so all the data suggests that these same states trending more Republican. Georgia, of course, we had a lot of issues on election day and the days after. But trend analysis is accurate. Okay, it's plugged into real time and it identifies voter behavior, registration data, and population. All right. So what is the next step now that you've released the report? These audit teams, they have to be mission focused. We have over 3,000 counties and independent cities in this country. We can't have everybody running out to every county if not all of them have issues with election integrity. So for instance, on my map in Iowa, they didn't have any issues in Iowa. It looked pretty clean as far as the trend goes. But in other places like Miami, we're very lenient on these estimates. Miami has a green color on it, meaning it's traded properly. So you had a two and a half point vote for Republican, and you had a 20 point closure or more in the voting numbers. So it was properly trended. In fact, so much so that the Democrats lost votes for 2016. There was a massive coalition shift. The biggest coalition shows are identified in states like Michigan and Pennsylvania, which trend perfectly, and they also have moved with Florida in every election since 1932. So they've never gone in a different direction from Florida, right or left, since 1928. So that's a pretty strong indicator for those that are going to come after my work and say that none of it's predictive. I have 10 points that General Flynn and I came up with that absolutely demand audits nationwide in all the contested states and counties. And it's not just the contested states and the electoral policy issues. That's right. Um, will you be at Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium? I'm going to be there. I'm going to present a high-level overview. I don't focus very much on how, okay? I focus on what and where. So I'm going to present the national overview, which is the 10 points that I've sent to the AP for a rebuttal, which they don't want to rebut that because it's pretty much unassailable. But I'll be there. All right. And what message do you have to state, legislat state legislators in these states that were severe issues, that there were... Seriously, it's the number one issue of your voters. You need to listen to your voters. You guys need to grow spines. Okay, if you know, you all know what happened on this election. You guys need to grow a spine and get with it and listen to your voters. Have some courage. Nothing great in history has ever happened without risk and courage being involved. 
Now, I know you, uh, it was a little hard to hear that, but uh, two or three minutes of some very important information over giving you some encouragement that not everybody in America is just sitting on their hands waiting on the Arizona audit. As you heard uh, former Army Captain Seth Keschel saying, you have to be bold and look, and, and we need to be requesting where these states that uh, the numbers are in doubt, then by all means, there should be transparency. And so uh, I encourage you to keep putting pressure. If you live in the state or the cities that has a lot of questionable uh, votes that came out on November 3rd, by all means, question, question, questions. Don't stop questioning those in authority because this nation should have transparent elections. And if they don't, there is a problem. So push for transparency. We need audits in places where uh, there, there's uh, argu arguments about uh, how things were hidden. So they should, there should be nothing hidden when it comes to voting in, in the United States of America. Transparency will uh, give us the freedom to know that the election was fair and open. So uh, listen to him and, and get out there if you're in a state or city that has questionable events surrounding November 3rd election, get out there and keep voicing your opinion and keep asking for transparency and an audit, a real audit. Okay. So just like Arizona, they, they got it done. Now, I do want to get to our conversation with Bill Ganasty and Daphne Barak. I just was talking to Bill about what made the book because they had the documentary wanting to do the book. And I've mentioned there's so many things a book you can put in that you you, you just don't have time to get all those clips. You, you have to, as time period, you got to work with doing a documentary. So Bill was responding. There's Bill Ganasty as I was talking about how a book is different. You hear more, you learn more from the stars uh, that are part of it. All I guess all 24 of them have been uh, are are in the book as well uh, as much as documentary but they say more in the book because we put the whole script uh, into the book but then right. the book we also put it into perspective because when you write the book we put the perspective of I mean uh, we focused it more so on Daphne uh, because she's uh, you know well-known media personality herself uh, right as a and we said we put it in perspective saying that look she's a hollywood personality she's a media personality she's a naturally liberal personality because that's what it is hollywood and media is liberal in america and that uh, comes from the past 20 years makes the money makes a living from that and then she goes and registers as a republican delegate trump delegate in a toxic environment how do you explain that? Yeah. Why would somebody do this? And we justified it in the book, saying that simply, we acted as Americans. doesn't matter whether we are this or that. We acted as an American, and as an American, we learn. We are naturalized Americans. We are not born here. We were not born here. So we learned that your civic duty is, you know, to go... Uh, to participate in elections, to run for office. It's one of the great duties of privileges of being American. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And the other one is to do the civic duties. Civic duties is be part of, if you don't run for election, 
go become a delegate, for instance. This is what we learned. We said, okay, if somebody has to be a delegate, if there is a candidate like an outspoken, like a Trump, this is, we are talking 2015, June, uh-huh. we said, hey, if he is gutsy like this, coming out and saying that he's going to make America great again, we're going to give him a chance because we are Americans. He's an American. Now, everybody called us then crazy. And, but nobody is calling us crazy anymore because we did the right thing. And some other people, lots of other people, did not do the right thing. So that's, that's the bottom line. Nobody is blaming nobody else. But we are proud to have done our own duty to our own country, chosen country, and we support it. And the book explains that, that phenomenon. Absolutely. And, yeah. And Bill, I just wanted to point out to our listeners and everybody listening to this that you and Daphne did do your country well by getting by participating. And and there's some there's this feedback now that, you know, when you say, Oh, you get feedback and negative if you go out and say anything. We, this freedom of speech is what made America great. And I love your book. And you told us about the word struggling for one America. Reading your book, and I don't know if anybody's told you, but reading your book, it reminds me exactly of the struggle of the caterpillar. And if you try <laughs> to undo the cocoon of what the caterpillar's in, then it dies because it has to struggle on its own to build the yeah. muscles that it will need to fly like a butterfly and become the butterfly and fly. So when reading your book, it's exactly where I see America now. It's important for the struggle and important for free speech and not to uh, be so negative. What what uh, There's so many people out there want to strike someone down for speaking up. We need free speech. We need to struggle. Mm-hmm. And we got something beautiful that's going to happen if if uh, people will talk to each other, each other like they have in your book and in your documentary. So thank you for bringing this to America. And I want to tell you, Ed, talking about the, the word beautiful, uh, since you have the book, and we have a surprise for your listeners, we're going okay. to sign uh, one copy of the book, both Bill and I, and send it to you today. So Great. you can decide which one of your listeners you want to... Uh, give the book yes. uh, on your own half an hour. Well, it's a beautiful book. I was very happy that the publisher decided to include photos because, you know, in some of the political books, as my last one and, and Bill's last one, uh, there are no photos because, I guess, because of budget, uh, uh, you know, less pages, less color. This time he decided that uh, to include photos. So it's really making a beautiful coffee table book. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I, I, I got, you know, I've read your book, and the and the photographs are beautiful. You know, they're not, they're just done right. And the, the color is color, and it's it's just great pictures that go right along with the book. So I, I want listeners to know that. And the photos when you see Money B, the rapper, who couldn't even think that he will talk to Donald Trump, partying in the White House, VAT, most VAT Christmas parties, uh, taking photos with the top of Trump world, like Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, Mark yes. Ford, the chief of staff of Mark Pence, uh, Steph, uh, the governor of, uh, of Texas. Texas, Edward, yes. Uh, and, Ab- and you mm-hmm. see, wow, it's possible. And it's a beautiful Christmas tree. They tell a beautiful story. Or you see me and Melania gossiping in uh, Mar-a-Lago. Just, we're not posing, because it just shows us gossiping. 
Exactly. Just, you get an inside story of me and Donald relaxing after he finished another golf round. I mean, you, you get the feeling that maybe you are there with me as well, right? It, it does. You, you said it beautifully when you said it tells a story. When you look at the pictures, I mean, the book is great, and it has its whole story. But when you look at the pictures, it tells the story and, and just beautiful photographs that's in the book. So that is an outstanding asset to the book that, that you just don't see very, like you said, in political books. You rarely do you see such beautiful pictures that tell a story within the story of the book. Uh, and there was another photo there. I mean, you just Daphne, I'm going to interrupt you right there. Uh, there's another photo of you and our listeners. Just will wait, and Daphne's going to tell us about what was in that photo as we're uh, finding more and more about the book and and the pictures that are in the book telling the story. And we are speaking with uh, Bill Ganasty and Daphne Barak, and what we are learning from their book uh, "Struggling for One America" are some of the inside stories and how they put this book together. And uh, we appreciate them coming back on our show so that we can finish out the interview we started a couple weeks ago. But as we are talking, I wanted to remind all our listeners that you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and I'm your host, and we're talking with Bill Ganasty and Daphne Barak. And uh, they are uh, filmmakers, documentary makers, uh, and they're award-winning just outstanding uh, career there in Hollywood, and now they've put this book together. And as we said last week, they got some NFTs. Now, I hope some of our uh, shows on blockchain and cryptocurrencies helped you to understand that there's this new art form called NFTs. Well, uh, you can check that out. We had it on on our show a couple weeks ago. There's a link where you can go and find out about their NFTs that are coming out and non-fungible tokens we won't get in all the technical technicalities but it's new something hollywood has not uh really uh got a grasp on now but bill gunasty and daphne barack they do so uh you can go to that uh show a couple weeks ago and we'll have we have that uh right there in introduction to the show you we got a place where you can just punch the a button about the NFTs, and, and it'll take you right there to find out more about what uh, they have there concerning their NFTs. Uh, Doc Holliday does not have NFTs out yet. We have to look into that, but we'll tell you more about these uh, blockchains and all the amazing things. And uh, The technical world is changing faster than we can people can get a grasp on it, but we appreciate you listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And as we're talking about Daphne and Bill's book, Struggling for One America, don't forget Doc Holliday has a book that I've written with Dr. Alveda King and Dr. Alex McFarland. And the book is called Bedrock Truths. And you can get that book by going to www.docholliday.org. And Holliday's got two L's in it. So you can go there our website and order that book. We'd love to get that out to you. And uh, there's some other books there. Uh, if you want to order those, we'd love to get those out to you also. So check that out, www.docholiday.org. Now, Daphne, you were about to tell us about another photo that's in the book, Struggling for One America. And I stopped you. I apologize for cutting you right in the middle of a sentence. But uh, tell us about that photograph now. 
I mean, it, it tells also a very uh, special period of America during COVID lockdown and during the riots after George Floyd. So in the middle of riots of, after George Floyd uh, uh, murder, basically we were in Miami. Um, they, uh, every, there was a curfew. They, uh, all the shops were closed. Uh, uh, you know, they were all boarded, all the jewelry shops in Palm Beach. Um, our car, our rental car, was was uh, stolen, and the police told us it's the third car which was stolen. And there we are sitting there in the eye of the storm and smiling with Kevin Sorbo, Hercules, and his wife Sam, mm-hmm. and we are filming in the middle as if there's nothing around us. You know, it's like in the eye of the storm. Uh, or another one with Dean Kane. I think it was the third or fourth interview uh, when it was a total lockdown in LA. And it was really scary um, to to meet. And we actually were filming with the doctor because we didn't know what COVID was, like nobody Wow. Uh-huh. And, and Dean Kane, um, you know, came there to John Voight's office uh, because everything was, was closed. So we, uh, John, of course, uh, was behind the scene, the scene of the movie. And he came there and, you know, everything was locked down. I mean, it was just a... I, uh, there was no cars in the street. I mean, when Dean said, "Call me, I'm, I'm coming. I'm in the green car." I came, I came out to greet him. What do you mean the green car? It was the only car. So it's uh, <laughs> it documenting a very, yeah. very bizarre uh, love story. Uh, Christy Swanson, right? Buffy, right? Yeah. Uh, Buffy's Empire. Um, we were filming in DC. It was the first trip to DC during COVID. The whole Wheeler Hotel, which is the closest to the White House, the number one hotel, uh, was closed. Maybe they opened uh, five, six rooms. From them, we took three, right? Oh, wow. And there was uh-huh. no room service, nothing, uh, nothing operated. And the lights were off. Uh, it was dark. It was so scary. And uh, she, she actually drove all the way from New Jersey with her husband and son, because her son never saw uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, mm-hmm. So she drove because she was scared to, to be in the train. It was safer. Uh, we had fantastic two days, and I decided to do a wake-up cocktail for her. There was nothing. A friend of us came and shopped with champagne and, and some, you know, and some appetizers. We had to carry it ourselves, and we had a lovely party that we had to make sure that there would be only nine people in the room, less than ten. Right. Everybody with a mask. I mean, Sean Spicer, our friend, and the uh, ambassador of uh, Gabon, uh, the White House, the legal counsel, and his wife. But Bill, poor Bill, because nothing worked, had to go back and forth with the elevator to bring one by one up. Oh, really? One by one? Yeah, Yeah, you couldn't have. So, in other words, this book, Struggling Struggling for One America, is actually, is the chronology of the uh, filming something, a documentary in this case, during a COVID week. And if when people read it, they will realize, and we are putting it into a, into an order, uh, we say, look, we were about to start filming, then suddenly something came, we had to fly to Japan because of our previous book. There's an interest to publish our book in Japan, so uh-huh. we were invited. We took the invitation but on the on the day that we are flying from San Diego Airport to Tokyo, and we got the message from the governor of California, who's being recalled now. Right. 
he closed down the whole whole state. And uh, my mom is in the, I mean, we put little stories in this book, personal stories, like my mother is in the hospital. We lost her last year, mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was one of the last meeting with my mother that I couldn't do because thanks to Governor Newsom of California, he decided on that day to close it. And uh, what wow. a turn of events. And then, in other words, we filmed in five states in 10 cities during COVID months. Uh, so we, we also explained it, how conservative states like Florida and Texas were very liberal about the, handling the COVID, how California and New York uh, were very liberal states were very conservative about the COVID and how damaging it was to be that conservative or how you know risky it was for being that liberal, we put it into perspective. You know, we were struggling to find the right uh, thing, right way of handling this thing with, between the federal government and the local government. We respected both federal uh, pamphlets, blue and white, as you know, Mike Pence uh, was at, at the head of it, right. COVID committee. And but on the other hand, we said, hey, state has rights too, not only the federal government. And we respected what the state uh, bared on us. So, in other words, the, our, us as producers of that documentary and writing this book as producers, we explain what, as two Americans that we are, what we went through during those COVID months in terms of regulations that are imposed on us or the government coming on, on top of us, rightly so, government should be regulating us in a sense, but not so much. So everybody, for them to judge when they read uh, how we handled ourselves, how did we finish the product on time, and how it affected us and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, like you're saying, it's really a history lesson of what went on during COVID. And there it is, documented, and, and people can read about the struggles, again, struggling for one America, reading about the struggles of putting together uh, this uh, documentary and then the book. I mean, so it's there for even future generations to understand how it uh, was affecting lives. So, wow, well well done, uh, Daphne. And, and I, have to Bill. Say, I have to say, Ed, uh, as a filmmaker, and I know, and I've been uh, a top television interviewer since I'm 20, uh-huh. and I know your son is right now going into the film business. It is fascinating, but there is something very romantic when you hold a book you know it's as if as if you freeze time you know basically that's like the difference between film and a still photo right so right. Uh, it's much more like a historical document film is more entertainment even if it's a very difficult film or even if it has a method a book you know it's just uh, something that you touch and and you really uh you're really relieving, and it's uh, it's quite a it's a it's a complementing each other, but it's different. So it's a very it was very and also while we were film we were filming um, Trump versus Hollywood. This one thing to write this book uh, was to relieve this this uh, period. So to relieve all these feelings, the fear of lockdown, the the terrible division, the riots after George Floyd. The right. violence, uh, 
uh, there's a question mark, like how long is it going to uh, to last? We're talking both about uh, the COVID and the violence, and one, frankly, still the other. Um, so it was a, question, a period of a lot of question marks. So to write it was really to relieve it and look at it with a, with a perspective. Um, and the perspective is that in such, in such uh, testing times, we should really remember that we are one America and struggle to unite and, and, and even if we disagree. And that's our power. Um, our superpower as America is not the Navy or Hollywood or military. Our superpower is because we always put the right values uh, to begin with, freedom of speech uh, and, and the fact that we Americans uh, can go to the moon and challenge ourselves to do bigger and, and uh, higher and bigger. And uh, let's struggle to remember that because otherwise we will not be continue to be a superpower, not only because of China. You're so right about that, Daphne, and I want to thank you and Bill for coming on Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics. And, uh, wow, we had a great show a couple of weeks ago and winding it up this week with this interview with Bill Ganasty and Daphne Barak. Struggling for One America is their book. you got beautiful photographs that help tell the story within the story, and the book is about putting together the documentary that uh, reached so many people back uh, in uh, 2020 but now in 2021 we have the book and they have a lot of exciting things going they was posted uh, what's going on with uh, President Trump and uh, his wife Melania and we are just uh, glad that they spent this t- uh, time with us right here on Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics thank you for listening and next week we'll be doing more Rock Splitting Politics see you then Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.